What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You're listening to New Hill Talks, a podcast for the members and regular attenders of New Hill Church. My name is Michael Meadows. I'm the lead pastor at New Hill Church. And Mark Sherry, pastoral candidate. Of the month? Of the month. You're the only one. How many months in a row has this been? I don't know. But how about that Super Bowl? That was the best game I've ever seen. The Bengals pulling through 31-28. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna watch that on a replay tonight. What do they call that? When you can like record? Replay? No, TiVo? Like when you can like, yeah, TiVo's one of them. Yeah. Someone says, I feel like there's other things that, that people say like when they're recording it. They don't just say I'm gonna TiVo that, right? DVR? Yeah, what do you Oh, like DVR. Say? DVR, yeah. yeah. Which means? Digital video recorder. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I'll yeah. tell you what, that ref made some good calls. Which one? In favor, the, the one with black and white. <laughs> kind of looked like a zebra. <laughs> I don't know all the ref's names, but uh, yeah, he made some good calls. Yeah. Was it the umpire? <laughs> you know football has umpires. It's the one that stands on the back. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the catcher's mitt. No, do you really <laughs> know that? Mask. You don't know that. You don't know <laughs> Well, clearly we've been exposed. Oh, man. Tell you what, I am tired of the snow though. Yeah. It's like six feet of snow in my neighbor's driveway all piled up over his mailbox. Why'd you push it over that way? Well, I didn't want it in my yard. In your yard? In my yard, yeah. You're just you're snow blowing your yard now. <laughs> I might probably Not just your driveway, just that's privilege there. Yeah. Let me tell you. Man, I wish we had a good uh snow blowing company or plowing company for the church property. You know anybody? We are looking. So, anyways, speaking of that, conflict yeah. resolution. Oh yeah. What uh, do you do? How do we? Well, I tell you what. My family did. They divorced. <laughs> See, my parents. So, so that sounds like a joke, um, but really, it's it's opened my eyes to the scriptures because it's like, first off, no human wants that. Like, I don't think anybody. Like, that's the thing. Is like even culture. Like, they're like, all right, divorce is okay, but like, no one. No one seeks that out, right? Like, no one goes into marriage like, um, we're going to do this, right? Yeah. Like, at some point in time. Um, so, like, even even the world, like, is not seeking that out. Like, it's not something that anybody wants to go through. Because even if, if you're in the right or, like, maybe it's it's cordial. It's cordial, I guess, is that could be. And then that's, that's just speaking of conflict resolution within the home. But, like, no one wants that. And the emotional, mental, even spiritual trauma for a Christian going through such a thing is, is uh really trying it, it takes a lot of time i think to, to recover and uh, you know we got plenty of people who can attest to that but like even in our friendships like our relationships with co-workers um our church family conflict resolution is something that um i think everybody should start to have a grasp on because you're going to deal with it at some point in time yeah and it extends it to every area of life yeah i mean there, there's no one listening to this who doesn't have to deal with it whether it's in the home or a work or a church with friends or even just walking down the sidewalk a toddler um, to a 90 year old yeah after right. you get past 90 you're allowed to get away with anything so that's true so all right in your opinion what what do you think if we were to like put this on a timeline for conflict resolution uh what do you think the steps are right just in general in my opinion yeah in your in your experience what's what's worked for you like start here start to finish resolving conflict uh, so this is this is something. Um, it's definitely a strength of mine, um, and I hate that because I hate conflict. Um, Conflicts a strength of yours, or both, <laughs> resolution? Both. I start the conflict and I resolve it. 
I mean, you can ask Aubrey that. Um, anyway, so uh, for sure, it's it's stepping back. I think a lot of people like try and like hit conflict like head on, which you need to do, but you need to do it with a plan. Um, I don't think you need like any five step or thirty step plan, um, but definitely like when you're in the midst of conflict, sometimes you need that step back so that you can think clearly, um, so that you don't find yourself in sin also. Um, you know, the scriptures talk about being angry, but don't, don't sin. So some conflict will lead you to anger. Um, and it's righteous anger, uh, in many yeah. times, but like when you're dealing with it, you want to, you want to approach it in a way, uh, where it's being resolved and you're not sinning also. Right. Um, so that's, that's a big thing. I think for me is like just taking that step back. There are times where you can't step back. And I think that's the moment where you need to pray to be filled with the spirit. Um, as we've talked about in previous episodes, and then approach it that way so that you're approaching it in a Christ-honoring way, uh, being filled with the Spirit and answering um, in a godly way when you're uh, addressing it. But I do think the head-on approach, after all that's said and done, um, is the best thing. Just straight up call it out uh, with grace and with peace. Uh, gentleness, too, acknowledging that you're a sinner uh, as well. But there was a, an instance where um, Pastor Gary and I had to, to deal with conflict. Not with one another, but, you know, like, okay, so this is something that's going to need addressed. Um, and I said, Hey, like we were here getting ready to record a podcast. And I was like, no, we need to go like right now, uh, to this person's house. And it was, it was not like a, a militia. Um, it was like, Hey, like for the sake of, of our brothers and sisters, like in our church family, we just need to go address this. Um, yeah. so that they can also not just, uh, be confronted, but be restored. Mm. Um, so we went and we did that and, um, restoration happened. They understood you know, like how, like we need to handle and address one another. It was something simple, but it was just like one of those, like guys, like don't let this fester. There's no reason to like, let, you know, let the sun go down on our anger. Um, so yeah, I don't know if like, that's the approach. I mean, obviously biblically, you know, you want to do it in, in, uh, a right way. Like you could, I think a lot of times we could go about our business and just straight up call it out and be like, Hey, you need to repent. But there's also sometimes that like walking through, um, and opening up the can of worms again, like explaining where things went wrong. Like, hey, you did this. I was expressing myself this way and you decided to be a jerk for whatever reason. Um, so can you explain to me like why you did that? And I think understanding where they're coming from in that moment will help you. It doesn't take the sin away, but it helps you kind of like, okay, like I get it. Like, And maybe you understand your fault a little bit too. I think one thing that uh, can be um, damning to a situation is when we just assume that we didn't have anything to do with their sin. Right. Like you caused them to sin, you know, like, or maybe like you, you are stumbling block or you yeah. agitated them enough. And it's like, okay, like there we go. So you need to repent of that. And I need to repent of this. Right. Instigation. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want to be an instigator. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's funny with the timeline. I, I like to resolve things. I think like you very quickly. Oh, so yeah. I, I learned earlier in my marriage with Rose that she does not like to <laughs> immediately resolve things. And do you so think I'm in do because my wife's like that. I, I think, think our other I pastor's think it, wives in, in general, I think women need more time, yeah. but there are some women who want to resolve it immediately. So I think as a ge general rule of thumb, the woman needs more time. Um, just, just because emotions and, uh, so, so I, I would, I would used to want to go to her right away. Hey, here's you know, here's how what, what I saw. Here's what I think. Here's what you did wrong. Here's here. what you did wrong. You know, let's. You know, I'm sorry. I did this wrong. I said this. Can we can we reconcile? And it doesn't work like that. And so now I know I have to give space and time 
not too much space, not too much time, and be there. Uh, but in an ideal conflict resolution, you know, the, the steps are acknowledging, you know, both sides or one side acknowledging the wrong, and then uh, confessing that and rectifying and also making uh, restitution. So I lied to you. So instead of lying to you, I'm going to actively tell the truth to you. Um, you know, I took this from you, so I'm going to give give this back plus something. And that restitution, I, th I think, is what is often missing from conflict resolution. But it, it, it rarely works out like that. And I think the underlying reason for not wanting to resolve or not being able to resolve is pride, right? If you have two people who think they're right and who think both of them have been wrong, they're just going to go head to head. And I think one of the biggest components to conflict resolution is not rolling over, but biblical humility, right? Humbling yourself to, um, you know, you don't have to be right. I think you can, you can, you know, not take one for the team, but basically um, not hold that against them. And all those, you know, managing those emotions and saying, all right, you know what? I'm a worse sinner than this person, and uh, I don't want to think that I'm better than them, so I'm going to humble myself, put my side, my pride aside, and try to deal with the issue, and like you said, see where they're coming from. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that's that's got to be a key, right, is like um, making sure that we understand where they're coming from, because there's probably times, like, we're going to be able to relate a little bit more, because... Uh, we've taken the time to see where they're they're coming from, and we can relate to maybe a past situation where we were literally in their same shoes, and we can say, ah, I remember what made me mad too when yes. someone did that to me, and I understand how you reacted that way. But let me tell you, like, you shouldn't react that way. It wasn't right. good for me. It's not good for you, and it's not good for us or the kingdom of God. Um, and, you know, like I, I think that's important because. The, the misunderstanding is that like conflict resolution or like calling a brother or sister out is is to humiliate them mm. or um, look down upon them. Um, we're looking for restoration. Right. Um, so when we say like conflict resolution, you're resolving something. Yeah. But more than anything in the Christian realm is we are um, we are seeking out. Um, uh, a resolution in the sense where it's yeah. it's 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 God honoring and glorifying because we are a body together. We are each right. members uh, to it. So um, it's just so much different than than even like worldly resolution, right? Like like we are seeking out the restitution of, of a brother to to have them revived and restored, um, so that the body that each um, believer is a part of is healthier. Yeah. Um, and, and that like, that happens behind the scenes a lot of times. Like that would be like, um, brothers and sisters calling one another out and maybe the, the church family never finds out about it, but we're stronger because of it. Um, not because they were called out, but because they were restored. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like sometimes we just, we, we, when we're being confronted, think about that too much, like a finger is being pointed at us. Um, and you know, even within our church covenant, um, it deals with, with your job and the church's job. And part of the individual's job is to hold other members accountable. Um, the church's job is to hold members accountable as well. So, like, there's that back and forth. But, like, no one is a is above being called out. Like, and even, like, I think that's an, an, an unfortunate stigma that's placed on pastors is that above reproach. Yep. Um, it doesn't mean that we're, um, we're perfect. Um, 
Like, I mean, yeah, how would you explain that to somebody? So, like, yeah, if somebody came to you and they said, well, you're above reproach. Yeah, I mean, well, first, you know, there's a verse that says don't bring an accusation against an elder um, without, you know. That's right. Yeah, right. So, so I think that that's another level. But being above reproach is a general characteristic uh, that all Christians should have where, you know, the, the city, the outsiders, right, unbelievers aren't able to bring, you know, hey, you got a DUI, you know, your second DUI in the last three months or, you know, you you got in a, another bar fight, right? You're kind of a menace to your community or you're, you're constantly a hothead or um, whatever it might be. But I, I think it's kind of a categorical um, phrase for all the qualifications not just for elders, but for Christians that, that they sh- we should all possess. And, uh, and and so above reproach, yes, it is an elder's requirement, but everyone should have that. And that's kind of like the starting point to be an elder. Really, isn't that interesting? Is like, you no, know, those are the qualifications for an elder. So like, but it has nothing to do with Christians. Yeah. It's like, no, like that's just saying, like, if you aspire for this position, you better have that's this act ba- against the bare minimum. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, so... So then you you run into so it, I think it's simple like you know you got the conflict that like comes to you right it's like in your face it's husband and wife arguing bickering you know something's gone on you have to deal with that conflict but what about like um, practically speaking with with a brother or sister who's in sin yeah like not not just like a biological brother like speaking to the Christian here yeah so and then remind me to bring up something right after this about when do you bring something up. Right, like that was the, one of the questions I have. Is well, I guess it, in, but, in the context yeah. of the church, right? So, like, you you have everything from you let someone borrow their your car, and they scratch it against the side of a mailbox, and then return it and pretend it didn't happen. To they looked at me strange, or you know they made a joke that hurt my feelings. To they they cussed me out or flipped me off the parking lot. There, there's all sorts of situations. I didn't and there, know that was you. <laughs> Well, you did, you did scratch my car. So uh, there's a verse in Proverbs that says, Good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is glory to overlook an offense. So what is that line where we're supposed to overlook an offense versus address it? Uh, and, and I don't know if it's, honestly, I don't know if it's magnitude or... Um, yeah, intention. That, intention. I mean, it could be a lot of things. And also, one of them is like, can you really get over it? So uh, as a Christian, I've had to tell myself... Uh, in stronger terms, quit being a big baby, right? Stop being so hurt by, yes, quit being so hurt by everything, you know, when someone de- does or says something, just get over it, be a man, right? And and I think there is a lot of that that needs to take place where we need to be callous, not not callous in a bad way, but strong uh, in that way. And just like let it go? And let it, and let it go. Like now, the softball, if, like when people just, said that about your swing? Yes, when when Michael criticized my four. Oh, I wasn't the only um, one. Oh, when the entire church criticized yes. my swing, Correct. then I let Maybe, it go. Is, is that when and you let it go? Is that like when everybody is, is in on it? I don't think I don't think it necessarily has to be everybody being. So could in you on call it. out the whole church for making fun of your swing? I, I think if Would they call did it in a mean spirited way, I think if it if you couldn't oh, let I wasn't it go, being nice about it. No, but that's between you. So so that's a good that's a good example. So if if it was whether it was a joke or not, if it was mean spirited, if I interpreted it that way, and I am incapable of letting it go, and I'm dwelling on it, and I'm staying up late at night. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> then yeah, I need to address that and be willing to be corrected that, or, or be willing to understand, hey, this was done in jest, or you know, uh, maybe there does or doesn't need to be an apology, but I need to go to that person and be willing to be like, maybe they were right, maybe they were wrong, maybe I'm being a baby, maybe I have something here. Um, I think it's okay to be a baby sometimes. Like, um, if you don't want to, like, partic- excuse me, particularly like with jokes. Yeah. Just tell people you don't you don't appreciate it. Great. Like, hey, like whatever, just don't do it again. Right. Um, there's a pastor friend of mine, and he's small in stature, and like his friends will give him a hard time about that. Yeah. Um, but they'll do that, and then other people, if they're around, feel like they can also jump in on it. Right. And he's had to tell people like, hey, like. I don't know you or like just because I'm your pastor doesn't mean like we're like on those like levels right. like with one another. Is this the one that you addressed when we were in Nashville <laughs> that you said I said you? No, no, it was okay. a friend. Like, okay. No, this is a friend. It's not Joe Thorne. <laughs> I'm attacking him in this. Yeah, man. You, you, you said really that me, though. Yeah, you said, I'm going to put me in a podcast. You, you said you bad, could beat him in a fight. You put me in a bad position there, Michael. Hey, let me introduce you to my friend Mark. He thinks you're small. Like, who does that? No, that's not how it you know, happened. This is the good place to addre- I, address this, Michael. I have a problem with what oh, you, you did. You know what? You just <laughs> reminded me. Um, one thing, too, if you let too much time go by, don't yes. bring it up. Yes, um, agreed. Uh, I, I'll just share, um, when I did an internship in Cleveland, um, there was a, a pastor, uh, where I was serving and something happened at an event and he addressed me four months later and like took me out to Panera and like we were having this conversation (laughs) then he starts to bring it up and he, he wanted repentance, uh, for it. Like, I felt like it was, it was juvenile of you, uh, very, very childish and, um, whatnot, and I was like, actually, I said it's been so long ago that I barely remember all the details, but I can tell you that like on our side of things, that's not how it's playing out. Um, so at this point, I can't apologize to you, other than like I'm sorry you felt that way and that yeah. you've been harboring it for so long. Right. Um, and now uh, I'll tell you, <clears throat> with a little bit more maturity, I would have called him out for for harboring. Yeah. Um, unrepentant sin in his heart. Like, literally just talking to me about it. Like, um, not addressing it. Um, that means that he was living with... Right. with um, bitterness. Bitterness. Um, and he was he was holding it against me for four months. Um, so... And it, it was literally at, at a minimum three months. And I think, I think it was close to four months yeah. before he addressed me. You know, it's interesting. Women are particularly accused with this, but men do it too. They, they hold on to things... And it consumes them. And it really, like, you know, there are people in every church, they they see someone and they snarl at them because, you know, last year they said something and they didn't like it. And then that just, that, that shapes their entire view of that person. Mm-hmm. And they can't get close to them because they didn't address it or maybe they should just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And I think, like, that that is such a key thing. So... There's the extreme of you and I where, like, we want to deal with it right then. Right, um, right. I think you can let a little bit of time, <clears throat> but really, like, any, I would say any more than a week. Like, really, Depending th- on what like, really, is, like yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, like, some conflict is, like, you might address it, but it's going to take weeks and months, maybe even years. I mean, depending, like, if we're talking about, like, a spouse being unfaithful. Right. Um, you're talking about, like, years of restitution. Yeah. Like, like yeah. just uh, restoration. Right. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, because it just takes time. Like, there's a lot of brokenness in some of those situations. So, 
obviously each one requires a little bit um, of a different approach. Um, but ultimately, I think like what needs to be said is, is like I said, we're, we're seeking out the rest of, uh, restoration of that brother or sister in Christ, yeah. um, and our friendship, right? Like right. Um, or relationship, whatever it might be. So um, obviously, you've got your your Matthew eighteen approach of yes. um, if there is um, someone who sinned against you, you go to them. If they don't repent, um, then you take in another brother or two. Now, let's talk about that for a minute because. What what would it mean? So maybe we sit down and we talk with somebody. We have a good conversation. They're not completely seeing eye to eye with us, and we're like, hey, like, do you say like, hey, I'm going to bring in someone else to talk to you because you're in the wrong, or do you do you continue meeting with them one on one, or is it if they're just like not understanding at all? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I, like at what point do we bring point. in a second or third person? Because it's like sometimes you you get somewhere like even like with. If you're doing premarital counseling, for instance, um, a couple shacking up, right, right, and they're fighting it, yeah. actively fighting it, yes, and you meet like once a month, and then you meet the next month, and they're like, yeah, we were, no, no, no falls this month, and they're sincere. The next time you meet, so it's been two months since the last time they confessed this to you, right. Two months later, it's like they're confessing it again. Are you like, oh, we got to go get a second and third person? Or are you like saying, no, like, like yeah. what changed from month to month? So, so Matthew 18 is is between individual brothers. I don't know that that's pastoral counsel, although it does pertain no. to, to really anybody. Um, but it says, if he listens to you, right, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take two others along with you. And, and so I, I understand listening to be not just hearing, but agreement. Yeah. And, and so if you confront someone about their, their sin perceived or actual and they do not and it, by the way it should not be perceived it should be actual and they do not listen um and they disagree then you take that but if if they're like listen i i'm just not really sure about this and they're reasoning with you i think you do set up another meeting until they come to the point of saying no yeah and they won't acknowledge it at that point then bring someone else in mm-hmm. yeah no i think that's a good point and, and i think a lot of christians <laughs> are afraid to grab the second or third person yes um but also like you don't want to be too quick to like jump that gun right. either. Cause right. it's like, that's a serious thing. Like when you're yeah. moving down that line, um, you know? Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really important. And again, keeping in mind, we're seeking out the restoration of, of our brother or sister. Yeah. You, you think about the underlying, um, truths of conflict resolution, they are founded in God's, uh, reconciliation of us, right? So they include his patience. God had patience and has forborne with our sins for years. And, um, you know, even before conversion, he, he was patient with us. Uh, he loved us in that time. He had compassion upon us. He protected us. He did what was in our best interest, even if it didn't seem like it. And so that is the demeanor that we're to have is, you know, the love of God in our hearts towards brothers. Um, and th- again, I can't help but think that this is really probably one of the most practical podcasts we've done in relationships because nobody is exempt from this. It doesn't matter if you're married, single, have kids, don't have kids. Or even children. Yeah you, yeah, you have to interact with people and people are problematic. And when they, when they respond problematically or when you do, you need to know how to respond. And you know, it's, it's everything from be, be humble and admit where you're wrong. Take a, take a slice of humble pie or, um, 
you know, not just acknowledging that you're wrong, but being patient, slow to listen to them. Maybe they don't know how to articulate their position, right? Of what, or they can't, they just can't collect the words. Be slow or to listen. Be what I say. You said be, be slow be, to listen. Be slow be to speak. Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak <laughs> and quick to listen. Sorry. Two, God gave us two ears and one mouth. And thank God for that because I don't know if I, don't know if I could, I'd probably mess up even more. Uh, but yeah, slow to speak and quick to listen. Say that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, you know, there's a there's an element of patience involved. And here's the thing: is if you're not having problems with people, you're probably not very close to many people. And I don't think that's a good thing either. Now, I don't I don't suggest that we have the more problems you have, the better you are. But when you're when you've distanced all the church members and you think, you know, nothing but great things of them all the time, I, I do think that that can mean that you have not really, uh, you're not really in great fellowship with them. Because the more you get to know someone, the more you find out how much of a sinner they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have to read it, but um, Paul David Tripp has a book like that. Um, what did you expect? Um, it's like a marriage book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Uh, final remarks, I'm gonna look that up real quick. Final remarks, fin- just on the- final, final remarks, goodness, well. There's a lot that can be said. If you, if here's what I would say. I'd say that if you can't get over something, um, and you are thinking negatively of someone, uh, first of all, depending on what it was, try to get over it. Just move on. Love them. Be gracious. Think think well of them, not ill of them. Um, if you cannot, uh, in humility, go to them. Try to think through what you're going to say. Uh, Set them up for success, not failure, right? Don't condemn them. And then um, accept their apology when and if they apologize, even if you don't think it's sincere. Because Jesus says, if your brother apologizes seven times, forgive him seven times and and more. Um, If your brother comes to you and says, I'm sorry, even if you don't send sincerity, forgive him because you have to take him at his word. Uh, and, And... you know, this goes on with wives and husbands. If you're the wife that, or the husband that likes extra time, you know, be sensitive to your spouse's needs where they might, they might operate differently and try to accommodate that and become uncomfortable by trying to resolve it earlier than you'd naturally like to. And if you like to resolve it quickly, just take, take time, give the other person the space and time they need. The biggest thing is that you're working towards it. Yeah, right? work, work yeah. towards it. Understand each other, basically. At the end of the day, yeah, like the, the time doesn't matter. It's just that it's happening. Right. yes. Um, other than, I'll double down on this, letting too much time go by without, like, right. at least, like, throw it out there and then, like, hey, it might take us um, a day, might take us a week, a month yep. to really resolve this. But, like, get it out there. Like, get it out in the air and, like, you know, off your chest. Uh, unless, one, unless you find yourself in sin, also. One other thing: don't don't go to worship um, with malice or bitterness in your heart. Jesus says, "Leave your guilt, leave your gift at the altar, and go and reconcile with your brother." So, hey, you're you're in the middle of singing songs to our triune God, and you're you're thinking the guy three <clears throat> pews up is a disgusting, horrible person. Go, go off to him and say, brother, can I just talk to you for a couple minutes? I got to confess. I think you're disgusting. <laughs> I've had evil thoughts in my heart because of what happened. And I just want to let you know, man, that I, I want to resolve this with you. Can we just, can we talk? We're not going to resolve anything right now. 
but I just want to let you know I forgive you or whatever it might be mm-hmm. and then go back and worship reconcile first yeah what do yeah. you what and do most you? I mean most practically I mean you're going to be arguing with your spouse on the way to church I don't know why the enemy works that way but that happens all the time I, and I know I'm not happened, the only one yeah never happened to me right yeah you argue before you walk in the car <laughs> <clears throat> and then yeah, drive separately. Our conflict resolution is so tight, we get it done before we get in the car. <laughs> nice. We hope that this podcast helps you to put Jesus in the perspective. If you have questions about this episode, a previous episode, or about our relationship with Jesus, go to newhilloh.com slash ask to send in your questions for a biblical response. All right, church, go and honor God in all that you do. Observe the things he's commanded, provide to the needs of others, and extend the offer that's been extended to you. Peace. Godspeed.